Hey guys! Hi, we're back. As always, we're back. We're back. We're back, y'all, from Hurricane Harvey, Hurricane Maria, Hurricane. I shit, I don't know. It's been about five hurricanes and six natural disasters since we talked to y'all. This motherfucking world going into shambles. It's Armageddon. White wealth is deteriorating. <laughs> Napa Valley 05. White people ain't surviving. What we gonna do? Wait a minute. What did you say? White privilege is burning. <laughs> burning. If if the damn if these rich ass white people if they ain't gonna make it, I don't know y'all. What y'all think? What y'all think is gonna happen? Did he talk about he can afford the NFL? What the fuck? It's a lot of weird shit happening right now. <laughs> Jerry Jones tricked some of y'all, not me. <laughs> That ain't nothing but a redneck. That man is from Arkansas, y'all. Ain't nothing good for somebody who's from a white man from Arkansas. I ain't never met, <laughs> met a very diverse or uh, culturally experienced white man from Arkansas. <laughs> Except for Bill Clinton. <laughs> Bill Clinton is from Arkansas. But you see, he got the fuck up out of there. I'm pretty sure that was all Hillary. <laughs> yes, because she's like from upstate New York. She had to let let that motherfucker know. Welcome back to Truth and Lies, you guys. Whoo shit! So what's been going on? Um, I feel amazing. My back is a little sore um right now, but my skin is a golden shade of brown, as you can see. Um, oh, that's right. Y'all went to uh Jamaica. Yes, I had a great vacation. Much needed. I've been waiting all summer on that motherfucking vacation. So, it was amazing. And, uh, I actually went on vacation, like, with my whole fucking family. Like, my mm -hmm. mama and all her sisters. So, honestly, I thought that they was gonna drive me crazy the whole time. Because my family, they like to fight over me. So, but, actually, that didn't really happen. And everything went really good, and I could tell when it was uh, starting to get time to go because, like, my, like I said, my mom she got all sisters, and so the very last day they started up. Well, she didn't have to say that. Well, why you gotta blame that uh, no. shit on me? I was like, oh, vacation over. So basically, yo, so it's safe to say your family got a seventy-two hour. How long, how many hours can y'all be around each other until that happens? Only seventy-two hours. Seventy-two hours. Seventy-two hours. We can be together for two days, and then on that third day, somebody gonna gonna say something to step on somebody's toe. Somebody feel it's gonna get hurt. Somebody gonna get mad. Now they'll work it out. But I, I just don't want to be, like, that That don't got shit to do with me, though. Y'all ain't my sisters. Me and my sister are good. We got uh, rum punches. We got all we need. Me and my sister are happy. We got rum punches and bikinis. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> so did you get your groove back with your boo? Um, Not that your groove was lost, but I yes, just felt like I was, vacation. Yeah, I was going to be like, our groove was intact upon arrival. But if you're asking if we had a lot of sex. Yes, I mean, and I was we just ate saying, a lot was of food. Grooving, was y'all vibing? You know, something, something about vacations with couples, like, I don't know, maybe it just <laughs> feels like, let's fuck up they sheets, let's fuck up their <laughs> let's eat all they food. <laughs> well, we did eat a lot of food, and um, I drank a lot, he had like one shot I think right when we got there which was really funny oh good 
And um, so we had a good time, and he's really laid back, as you know. So our whole life is pretty chill, as long as he's not asking me for something to eat while I'm trying to record this podcast. So <laughs> I'm good. What have you been doing? Um, I have been in event planning mode, like seriously. Well, one, I, my to-do list has been crazy. I relocated here now. I finally found a job. So your girl is employed now. Um, Won't he do it? Uh, as as everyone knows, life happens. So upon getting like right when I moved down here, my husband Forever Bay actually lost his job, um, and so we had a really really trying time for the last like sixty some odd days. And so did really did sixty days even really pass? Yeah, it was really. I felt like it was one month. <laughs> one month for me it was like 60 days being unemployed but y'all it felt like forever like I cannot I thought I could be a housewife I can't be a housewife I, I've all I always have to have something going on so I did do Instacart which was the grocery deli- I always have a hustle y'all I, I'm a Postmates delivery person I do Instacart I'm about to open me a balloon business yeah bitches to come Balloons by B and J. Look, <laughs> we ready. We some go getters, okay? I, I am a master of none, okay. But either way, um, yeah. So just trying to go through the motions for the last thirty days with one with two people being un, unemployed at one point. But I'm happy to say we are. We both have found jobs, so we are now gainfully employed. And so with that. I am throwing a bay, a Halloween party. So we got an event planning business, okay? Y'all better watch out. B and J, we coming for y'all. So I'm planning bay a Halloween party. So we're so excited about that. And then I'm also in a wedding. So I'm planning, I'm helping plan the bridal shower. And then I'm also kind of coordinating all the activities for the bachelorette party. So, trying to get all that and get, like, 12 girls coordinated, um, like, like it's pretty stressful. I don't yeah, know. That's, I mean, a, that's a lot. You sound really busy. Yeah, I don't mean, I'm like, man, maybe I should be in event planning, because this shit right here. But, uh, so, pictures to come from the Halloween party, okay, and from the balloon business that we're launching. But, yeah, so, things have just been trying to find a job. Hustling these groceries, slanging grocery, making people grocery lists. Y'all know nothing about that, making them groceries, huh? <laughs> making people groceries lists, delivering groceries. Let me tell you something. White wealth, white wealth out here, y'all. Some of them are thriving and some of them are dying. Okay? <laughs> That's all I got to say. It's a lot of white wealth using Instacart. <laughs> At least in Houston. But yeah, that's about it, so... Um, word on the street. Do we have any, um, we really haven't been asking y'all for any stories and that's really our fault. So yeah, our bad. So like, if you have something that you guys want to talk about, cause shit is getting real out here. Armageddon is upon us. Trump is a troll. If you got anything you need to vent about. <laughs> Niggas losing their mind every day. People out here got five wives on Instagram. If you just stressed, <laughs> white, pe- white people shooting random people again. <laughs> I thought 
thought we was past that. I was like, wow, we almost made it. No, no, psych, yeah. Psych. I didn't, I didn't think we was past it. You know, I mean, when you live in Texas, it's like you know that people got guns on them at all times, right. and anybody can get shot. So I think we have a different perspective, even though you know mass shootings are always terrible. I think it may sound sad, but I think people in Texas kind of expect for people to get shot. <laughs> yeah. Because I be thinking sometimes I need me need me a piece on me. But then I be in jail. I want to be the end user here. <laughs> I'm sorry, but some people just need to get shot in their leg or something one good time. So they know not to roll. The way, the way people roll up on you, that's one thing I hate about living in a diverse city. We have a lot of people that are not from Houston that live here. So they try to bring their culture their city's culture here so some of y'all got like road rage for no fucking reason like right when the light turns green <laughs> you on your horn i had a lady get out her motherfucking car everyone knows the rule the etiquette not to block a entry uh, entry and exit point of a driveway of a of a building well i didn't want to block it and it was like gridlock traffic on this uh street gets out of her car y'all White lady that lost her mind. She lost all her white privilege. Dead. <laughs> Gets out of her car and like knocking on my window. See, that's when I want a gun. Because <laughs> you could just Cause tap I just on tapped on that window and said, look here, look here. This ain't what you want. <laughs> then your ass would have been in jail right. brandishing the firearm. And at that time, I was not trying to block any blessings because we were both unemployed. <laughs> so all I could do was laughing in her face and I stuck my tongue out and flicked her the middle finger. <laughs> and turned up my music on her to let her know that I am not bothered. See, I would have gave that bitch the sign of the cross and then I would have shot at the middle And finger. let me tell you, the building that the Fuck driveway I refused to block was the hospital. It wasn't even a hospital, y'all. It's a women's hospital. So And she was like, I'm trying to get to the hospital. I'm like, it's not life or death. The only thing happening there is babies and outpatient surgery. Labor leave me delivery. the fuck. Leave me the fuck alone. Okay, hysterectomies and deliveries. Why are you bothering me? <laughs> like Both are scheduled. <laughs> there's no like this is not a hospital. Leave me alone. It's a hospital, but it's not life or death. Like, calm down. Wait, so was the lady pregnant? No. <laughs> if she had would And I pregnant. looked in the rear view because I was like, well, damn, somebody in there pregnant. I said, well, if that baby ain't can't get, it'll get you. <laughs> if they are sitting in the car, they got a while to go. In two more minutes when this <laughs> track right. is full up, you two will have a turn. So, yeah. So, I w- there are times I wish I had a gun just so I could just do the, you know, let me tell you something. I'm not the <laughs> one. Because the white people here that come from other cities, they don't give a damn what color you are. They roll up on you like like you like you just anybody. They don't give a shit. They are not scared. They are about this life. <laughs> and I just be thinking, you can get your life real fucked up if you are in a certain area. Like, but over here in West U and these areas, they they talk to you any kind of way. That's all right. They know what's gonna happen if they go to the fuck around and go to the southwest side. Somebody go go pull their ass out the car and beat their ass. Their ass up. <laughs> I be like, you know you can't do this like two streets over in third world. Like, why are you fucking with me? I'm in here in Central Market minding my motherfucking business. I like Topo Chico too. And LaCroix water, bitch. They said you on their turf. <laughs> Can I get some sparkly water? Gang, gang, gang. You on their turf. You need I to watch took, out. I took the last box of Topo Chico. I thought the bitch wanted to fight me. 
She was like, are you, yeah, bitch, I, I, I like Topo Chico too, <laughs> okay? It's some black bitch out here that likes sparkling middle water. Roll the fuck up. God damn, I swear that stuff used to be so cheap and today, yes. Yes, they really did. And now they, they actually, I don't know, like, why is it all the crave now? That and LaCroix is just crazy right now. La- That's what's killing me. Well, I think LaCroix always been kind of really? snooty. I thought it was always kind of snooty. Oh, my girl. Ugh, well, anyway, so that's that's our life. But, yeah, on Word on the Street, send us your stories. Whatever's happening, you got white people fucking with you, you know, people at work. Yeah, especially if it's somebody at work because I got people at my job getting on my nerves every motherfucking day. If I could be my supervisor up in the parking lot, I would. Maybe we should talk about the next episode. How to be black in the workplace. Black and professional. It's hard. Yeah, it is. I struggle with it every day. Because I want to cuss a motherfucker out in my job every (laughs) goddamn day. I had heels on the other day. And, of course, they're trying to be nice and welcome me. And the building's pretty large. And so the guy's like, How's it going? I'm like, cool. He's like, well, it's nice to meet you. Welcome. Thanks. He's like, so have they showed you around? Yeah, I walked around a lot of places. I'm kind of getting familiar. Did they show you the vending machines? At this point, he was asking me so many questions of things that I have seen that I, like, catch on. Oh, he wants to show me around and kind of get to know me and talk to me. But I wanted to say, motherfucker, I got these. Don't you see my, my shoes are off under my desk? I'm comfortable, okay? I, I bust these heels off. <laughs> I'm not used to wearing heels every day. And you're trying to walk me around campus. Needless to say, I went and walked my ass around campus. <laughs> With my, my feet. I have no feeling in my feet right now. <laughs> <laughs> when I got here, I was like, she got her slippers on. She relaxed. <laughs> <laughs> Relax. Yes, I am. And you know, it's so bad you're not used to working. That like the other day, I had my space on. And they were bothering me in the store. <laughs> I was in the aisle pulling, adjusting my space. I was like, I, like, I completely, like, well, you've been working all day, and you just in the grocery store trying to get groceries, and your space are riding up your thighs, and it's hot. I am notorious. I probably shouldn't even tell y'all this. But take them off. I am notorious. I will take my panties or my Spanx off in the car. At any moment of time. It does not fucking matter. I went and got waxed the other day. And I don't, oh no, I went and got a massage the other day. A shitty massage. Oh, this, this massage was the worst. I was feeling worse when I left the motherfucking massage. But I don't know what was wrong with my panties I had on. They probably was too little. It's probably was wrong with them. I took them panties off. And I, it was like I was stressed out until I took them panties off. <laughs> Like, I left him. I got. He said, "Massage over." I was already mad because the massage was shitty. And I picked my clothes up. I kind of snatched them. I was like, "And put my shit on and get the fuck out of here." I picked them panties up. I was like, "Hell no!" (laughs) (laughs) But then when I was driving to work yesterday, I reached in my purse and they were still in there. Oh no, I've done that too. I have done that too. Like taking off some spanks. And stuffed them in my bag, and then I changed purses. And so when I switched back to that purse, I, and I'm like in the store, like, what is that? It's my damn space. <laughs> no, I didn't too. No, that is the best feeling. They say the best feelings when you take your bra off. No, the best feeling is when you take a pair of spanks off. 
and your panties. <laughs> That's the first thing I take off when I walk in the house. I strip out of my panties, my spanks. They gotta go. I got it. <laughs> they gotta go. I didn't have this shit in enough for today. That's probably really thick girl problems. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Just cause that might you, be a thick girl thing. Uh, just cause you a thin don't mean you don't need spanks. Cause y'all stomach still be poked out and y'all cellulite still jiggle. Put some spanks on thin women. Put them on. You flappy too. Don't nobody want to see that flappy booty cheek. So yeah, send it to truths and lies podcast at gmail.com. At gmail.com. Truths and lies podcast. At gmail.com. So let's get into this statement. What are we talking about today? Uh, well, you know, this is a sensitive subject for some people, but I think we need to talk about arguing because it's been a lot of art. It's a lot of arguing going on in general, right? In politics, in the world, but also in relationships. You know, people disagree. People do fuck shit. Do you have to yell at them? Or should you not yell at them? How do you get your point across? So, let's talk about arguing. Okay. And more importantly, how to win the argument. How to finesse your ass a dub. (laughs) I'm not walking away with an L. (laughs) Ever. Ever. No, I think, um, like you said, everything has just been, like, super intense. Like... From, like you said, from politics to your everyday lifestyle. So, I would definitely say that Forever Bay and I, you know, these last 30 days was a little tough on us. Maybe 60 days because, we, um, you know, and change happens. Mm-hmm. Change makes people uncomfortable. Um, it makes you stressed out. And so, we have had a lot of change. And so, ultimately, finally, you just start talking to a motherfucker reckless. <laughs> You lose all sense of control. Um, For us, as far as, like, arguing, we are some yellers. And I think we're both so strong-minded and opinionated that we're so passionate about our own arguments that it can come off that we're violently arguing at each other. But really, it's like, no, motherfucker, you need to listen to me. No, motherfucker, I'm talking. You need to listen to me. And the next thing you know, it's like... We are literally trying to like shit on each other. <laughs> that just sometimes that you lose, you lose focus of what what you were even arguing about in the first place. So I think for us, it has been like I said, I'm a yell- yeller, but then I stopped being a yeller, and now because I'm not a yeller and I'm just so chill. That irritates the shit out of the person that you're always arguing. If somebody is really, really upset and you just sitting there like, all right, like, I'm just ready to get this shit over with. Or you chilling like, all right, it's cool, it's cool. That shit irritates the fuck out of people. and makes them even more pissed off to think that you're not even listening to what they're even, their point that they're trying to be, they're trying to make. So... Now that I'm no longer the yeller, he's just like yelling at this point. Like, so you just go sit there and be cool. Yelling by yourself is also never fun. <laughs> right? It's not fun because you want the person to say something. Y'all excuse that. I live in the medical center. I think did that happen the last episode? I don't know. I was really drunk the last episode, so I can't speak oh. to that. <laughs> so like for us, it goes it yo yos. One minute we'll both be yelling. Sometimes we're super passionate. 
and we're both yelling at each other and then there's other times where I'm super chill because I'm just not interested in yelling because there are some days I'm like I don't really feel like pulling out my spreadsheet drawing up my bullet points giving you um a scientific <laughs> reference like <laughs> fact based arguing uh, and I'm, that's what I do I fact I'm a fact checking motherfucker you come okay? with you come with the receipts I come with the receipts I got dates and timestamps on things that were said okay I am the archive ar- <laughs> I'm an archive of arguments okay <laughs> Don't fuck with me. Oh, okay, see, I'm the exact opposite. I use intimidation <laughs> and confidence to win arguments. I don't, I don't, I may not know shit. I may have no facts. I may have no receipts. And I have a horrible fucking memory. I forget everything. If you ask me what I said two days ago, I'm going to be like, I didn't say that. And maybe I did say it, but I don't recall. <laughs> So I'm gonna likely come with no facts, but if I ask a question, best believe I know the motherfucking answer. So don't you ever go against a if you, if I ask you a motherfucking question, your ass better say the right answer and the true answer because I don't ask questions that I don't know the answers to. Well, look, all I'm saying is you gonna have to come with me with the strong. They like to say. My family and friends like to say I should have went to law school, okay? Because it's, it's my trial in this bitch, okay? <laughs> and court is not adjourned until I say so. Yeah, okay, me too. I'm still, we're we going to keep this motherfucker no, going until I'm done. I'm the type, I wake up in the morning, I just get pissed off while brushing my teeth, thinking about it all over again. I be like, I just want to make sure that you got all the points. <laughs> that you that you got all the points. You mark those down. Did you bookmark everything that I said? Because I meant what I said. I'm calm now, but I meant what I said. But how to finesse an argument? For me, at first, it used to be tears. Okay? Tears would shut it down a few times. Okay, years. Southern Belle. <laughs> okay? You you cannot stop drama. With, and I'm talking about the ugly cry, the Kim Kardashian cry. And if you have things like, you know, you're just not making me feel good as a person now. This is not even, I don't even argue. I'm not an arguer. <laughs> when you try to say you're the complete opposite of the person that you're actually being when it's really the truth of exactly who you are, that, that makes them feel guilty. <laughs> so you use guilt. I use guilt, okay? I'm going to make you feel like a shitty person <laughs> for even starting an argue, argument with me. Oh, see, I don't, well, now, okay, I've dated, typically I would date people who, who enjoyed engaging in an argument as much as I did, because I grew up debating back and forth with my dad, like, that's what he encouraged me to do. If my dad said I wasn't allowed to do something, that was a cue for me to try to prove to him that I should do the things that I wanted to do. It was like a game that we played. So, (laughs) growing up. After doing that, arguing my point of view all the time to the ground, <laughs> growing up and then getting in a relationship, niggas don't like that. <laughs> no, you cannot have an opinion. <laughs> and I am super fucking opinionated, and I don't like opinionated men. So if you have a, uh, you can have a strong opinion, but you can't have a lot of them. Mm-hmm. So if you have a, a, a large quantity of opinions about a whole bunch of shit, that's a turn off for me. And then that's going to make me not want to be in a relationship with you. But you can have a strong opinion. And I'll listen to you, but 
that just that one thing, then that's it. Don't ask me for shit else. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I don't have a problem with men being opinionated. I have a problem when you're not. And I guess that's the whole, I guess, idea behind having your opinion is that you're not easily swayed. So I have to give respect to the person that's not that's that doesn't have an unwavering opinion. However, that shit is annoying. Like I want you to be able to be open to other opinions. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. I want you to be open just as much as I'm open to hearing your strong opinion. You need to see you need to be able to see it from my perspective as well. And you need to be able to understand. And even if you don't see it from my perspective, you respect that perspective. And you're not trying to force your opinions down my throat just because I may have a difference of opinion. Those are the type of men I don't like. When it's like you have a different opinion and then they have that ugly frown on their face. Them kind of men like pussies to me. It's my way or the highway, yeah, bitch. Like I, I can't, I, like I've never been attracted to or talked to a guy that like, if I say, if I voice my opinion on something and I see that face, facial expression like, what? No, like, I can't have that pink. Oh, fuck no. I steer clear. Like, oh, because you want to know niggas. No. So, I, I, I'm pretty sure there's a hundred more opinions that I'm going to have that you don't like. Which, thankfully, Forever Bay is a person as well who, but this goes back, and I'll get to that, but is a person where he's very opinionated. He has his own opinions. But I respect his opinions because I also understand that we come from two different backgrounds. Our backgrounds are similar. So I'll take that back. We have different experiences. His black experience, my black experience, our life experiences, our journeys are completely different. Now, our background as far as two-parent household, parents still married, um, siblings, that is all the same. However... Um, so with that being said, what I was going to say is a lot of times y'all are getting with people and not realizing that y'all have differences of fucking opinions because y'all never really talk about shit or address shit. So then you end up arguing a whole bunch because you're like, what the fuck? Well, whereas in this case, we just have a whole bunch of opinions on a bunch of like just random random shit. shit and then be arguing about the pettiest shit that really just didn't even fucking matter. Yeah, so I, I just prefer for my man to just be like, he don't care. <laughs> I I prefer the apathetic approach. You care about me, but you don't care about what it is that I'm asking for. Yeah, just go ahead. That is my preference because I'm going to continue to have this conversation with you until I convince you otherwise. You, I'm either convince you to agree to disagree, which I'm fine with, or to agree with me. That is the only two things. And now, I, there is space to compromise, but again, like I said, there's, you're not going to get a lot of those. So you got to pick and choose when you want to try to put your chunk card down. Because you go, when you put your chunk card down, you can only win one hand. You ain't going to win. <laughs> you can win a hand, but you ain't going to win the tournament. So, you just need to be prepared for that. <laughs> so, what do we do? Like, I think it's kind of weird. So, like, both of us are opinionated individuals. We have our own views on certain things. And we stand firm in a lot of our um, opinions. What about the women who may... What if you're a woman who don't necessarily have a strong opinion? Like, and you're constantly getting trumped by... Because I don't necessarily agree with that. Like, having a man always trump 
his wife, like, she can never have an opinion or she can never be a person that can be vocal. Like, what do you say to those type of dynamic or those individuals that are in those type of, in that type of relationship? Um, well, I would say two things. I think the first thing that comes to my mind is, you know, you don't ever be afraid to speak up. If you're in a relationship where you don't feel comfortable speaking up, you kind of have to identify rather if it's the other person intimidating you not to speak up, which I know because I can be like that, or if it's you that's making the choice not to speak up. And then once you identify what that is, then you can work on it from there. But if you do want to speak up, but you just don't know how, I think, um, in arguments, the best way, or even when you're just debating, I don't know if we want to keep using the word argument, but staying calm is always a really good tactic. Mm -hmm. Say what you have to say and say it in a really calm, monotone voice. Because a lot of the times your partner is going to be caught off guard with that, especially when people are wrong. Most of the time they already know they're wrong. So, so if somebody's wrong in an argument and you hit them with a nice calm voice and you tell them really direct and logically a logic based arguments work really good with men with women that don't really work you kind of got to go with a, a more emotional right. angle with with a lot of women um take the logic um angle and just give facts and state your the state what you want as the outcome really calm and then just drop the mic that's it you said you said what you said i think well i take the calm approach but i add the fluff with it's like what let me tell you what i'm not gonna tolerate <laughs> let me tell you what's not about to happen because i think if i start with what's not about to happen i'm already setting the direction and the tone for this <laughs> that it's not gonna waver at all so I, I agree. I think the calm approach definitely works. I think for men who have or are in a relationship with a woman that is like women like ourselves who are very opinionated and maybe you don't know how to like not be so combative because if you are dating a woman that's very opinionated, arguments tend to get com combative because it's, again, she's going to be passionate about her argument or her opinion and she wants to state that. But if you're dating that woman... Like you said, I think a calm approach, um, being a listening partner, saying, you know, go ahead and accept, list, just sitting there listening instead of interrupting or trying to over talk. And I know that sounds bad because it's like, well, I'm just being a pussy. I'm just going to sit there and be quiet. No, but I think you find value in sometimes staying quiet because the argument actually ends a lot faster. Mm -hmm. I, I can definitely agree with that. I think another thing that works really well, too, is um, not criticizing or blaming. So if you want um, something from your partner uh, and, and you're having an argument, sometimes it's better to rephrase what you're saying and make it about you and not make it about the other person. So say things like, well, I feel like... Or I think, or when you do this, it makes me feel like fill in the blank. Don't say, well, you did this and you did that. And don't start your sentence with you. Start your sentence with I. Because then that doesn't make the person feel like they're getting attacked. And you can still make your point without putting them on the defense. 
That's good. That's good information. Yeah. You should have made that your jewel. I mean, um, maybe so, but that's, that's, I mean, I actually do do that. Um, and because I also have this really bad habit of interrupting people when they're talking to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the times it's because I already know what they're going to say. <laughs> but you can't convince somebody that you know what they're going to say, right. even if you really do know what the fuck they're going to say. Because they just don't want to believe that they're, they're that fucking predictable. But a lot of people are. Most people are. Especially if you've gotten to know them and you've been around them for years and you're like, I can get in an argument with my sister. I know what the fuck she's right. going to say. So, but if I tell her that, she, she ain't going to, she's going to be like, bitch, you don't know what I'm going to say. What <laughs> <laughs> the fuck I'm talking about? <laughs> no, I think, I, and like you said, just taking that, you know, calm approach, level-headed. Um, and I'm trying to think what else would be like a good nugget for, for like for me, you have to talk to me calmly. Because if you talk to me any kind of crazy, all I see is tunnel vision of... One, I have a very... <laughs> and I'm not even going to say that. <laughs> I have a very aggressive personality. So any level, like, if you're talking... If I sense that you're raising your voice at me, even though I've been raising my voice and interrupting you, because like you said, I already know what what position you're... What angle you're taking in your argument. I'm about to trump the shit out of it. Right. Um, but how do you like win an argument? Like that's the fun thing, not the fun thing about arguing, but how do you kind of quickly get over the argument or try to resolve for the argument so it can be done? Like for me, I hate argument. Like that shit is exhausting. So I sometimes I just be quiet just so I can know like this shit about to be over in two minutes because I ain't about to say shit. <laughs> well, I don't do that because I. It's not that I like arguing, but I don't really take arguing serious. Like if I'm okay, so I do. I do not use profanity with my partner if I'm angry. So if I get to a level of anger where I'm cussing you out now, then that's when the argument gets to a bad level for me and then I will try to rush in in the argument or like I need to just kind of step back a little bit and calm down so that I can come back to the argument with a open mind for actually trying to resolve something because if I at that point I'm just cussing you out because that's just raw emotion which that's not a place that I try to allow myself to go too frequently but if it's just a regular argument where we're just disagreeing about something, even friends do that all the time, mm-hmm. then um, I don't necessarily be in a rush, like a rush to end it. But sometimes I can I'll make a joke and just to like show the show the person that I'm arguing with that this conversation is stupid. Frivolous. Yeah, like this is a waste of time. Like this doesn't make sense, or that they're going overboard. Or sometimes I will, um, I'll repeat what they said and I will say, <laughs> do you just hear what you just said? And then I'll just keep repeating it over and over again a few times. <laughs> People don't like when you do that though no, sometimes either. I don't think that's a good That helps me win arguments. Um, what else do I do to win arguments? Um, uh, I'll agree to disagree. Yeah, I'm, I do that a lot. I'll agree to disagree, or I'll just tell them it really doesn't matter because you're gonna do what the fuck you want to do anyway. So, <laughs> so why are we? Even? So I don't even know why the hell I said anything. Let me take my shit and go home. <laughs> and I think. Well, <laughs> 
guess that I mean I, I'm again now I'm just more the silent person because I'm just like you said I don't take it that serious like there's 10,000 other things and one thing I hate arguing is if I'm drinking if I've been drinking or if I've been smoking <laughs> don't fuck up my vibe I've been a good I've been a good vibe but wait a minute but what if you're the person who is you're on your vibe but what if you're the person that started the argument <laughs> not the person that starts the argument i will say that i'm hardly ever the person that starts the argument but if there has been some other things somebody that... just called me a lot out in space somewhere i know it. <laughs> <laughs> i'm pretty sure if forever Bay heard whoever that, that was and i'm pretty sure forever Bay heard he's like you are the shit starter like please whatever but i'm all it's not the shit starter sometimes i think people start shit with me and then, so what happens is, now that you done got me all riled up now, oh, I'm about to, I'm really about to give you this shit. Like, cause no, I was in a good space, but now you fucking up my vibe. That's one thing I hate is like, don't fuck up my vibe. Like, that's, and it's not even like when I'm under the influence, it's just if I'm chilling. Like, there are times like, I'm really in like, I'm already an overthinker naturally in life. So my brain is already moving a million miles a minute like on interpreting how people interact with me to why someone said this to me so then sometimes like I just have need a mental break because I'm just constantly overthinking things or over like stressing myself causing myself unnecessary stress and so a lot of times like I don't want to talk I know that sounds weird I'm a talkative person I love to talk a lot of times but as a communicator there are a lot of times you just don't want to talk and I take that very seriously that there are times like I come home and I just won't say shit. I go in the room and if you just be like, how's your day? And you ask me a bunch of questions. I just be like, you know, I don't really want I don't really. But that is something that I discussed with for everybody before we actually lived together. It was like, look, I'm going to have days where I randomly just come home and I'm shut off. Like, I'm, I don't feel like talking. I just want to sit here with my panties off on, on this couch for, like, 10 minutes. And I want to pour me a glass of wine. I know you might have had a good day, and that's good. That's awesome. And in 30 minutes, I'm, I want to know about your, your awesome day. But at this very moment, I do not. And I know that's kind of the fucked up thing about, like, you know, that that's kind of a... The bittersweet moments of living with someone and... That's just life. Yeah. I think that's just one of the bittersweet moments of just having to under, understand people's little quirks or um, the way they operate when when you live with them. But, yeah, like, I'm more like the chill person. Like, I'm really not trying to argue. And I think now, I think almost the roles have reversed. I was kind of a little crazy in the beginning of our relationship. <laughs> and, and now... Now he getting crazy. Now he getting crazy. <laughs> I think some of that's my fault. Maybe it rose. <laughs> well, you know what? Some people... Transferring of energies. Yeah, transferring of energies is real. That's also a great finessing <laughs> tactic to win an argument. Um, and then... Um, some people just match emotion for emotion. So if you get aggressive, then they get more aggressive. So that can get kind of that can get, that can get yeah, scary. Yeah, so can. you gotta watch out for that. But if you're the aggressive person, then you know maybe that's the way you want it to go. It just depends. But um, um, back to emotional transference, since we're talking about tactics on how to win, that's also really good. So if you're feeling 
if if your hurt feelings are hurt in an argument, then you know you just can say what the person did to hurt your feelings, and then you say something that they did to you. So, something that if you did it to them, it would hurt their feelings. Now you didn't change the whole subject of the conversation into some hypothetical that ain't even took place, and now you mad at them, blamed it on them as if they had actually done it. My partner tries to do that to me all the time, but I know that trick, so it never works. <laughs> but that's his only tactic, so he never gives up. But that shit never works. It's predictive. <laughs> well, what you did? Nah. <laughs> We're not talking about that. We're talking about me right now. We're talking, you the student, I'm the teacher. Okay? <laughs> so, that's, so, with all of that, is there ever some accountability in arguing? Like, is there ever a moment when you be like, okay, you know what, That I'm going to own that. I'm going to own that piece of the argument. I, I thought that there, I think, like, like, I'm a cursor. And for everybody hates the fact, I have a potty mouth. So it's never really like vindictive, but words mean things. And I have to understand that I'm with someone who didn't necessarily grow up in a house where he everybody was had verbally a- <laughs> he, was- <laughs> he was never called a motherfucker until he met me. <laughs> but <laughs> I can own the fact that I have thrown out my my fair share of terrible words and that and nouns. To address um, address for everybody or certain people when I'm arguing, and a lot of times it doesn't really mean like I'm actually trying to be a vindictive individual. That's just that was the first word that popped in my head when I visualized word. your fucking face. <laughs> and you motherfucker, everybody was like, you know, you actually show how less intelligent you are by the fact that you can't use other words, which I don't agree with that argument. I don't so don't, I don't agree with that argument. We're not going to even go into that. That is a whole other... <laughs> that That's a whole, whole other episode. But it, I can... I can. I have... Uh, I have accountability for the fact of when I do get pretty potty-mouthed and using filthy words that I will say, you know what, I'm sorry, I'm talking to you like that. I understand. The re- I can own the fact that this conversation is escalating because I have went too far with my words. Well, apologizing is always a good thing to do. I can take responsibility if I have made a mistake, and I'm always quick to apologize. I never hesitate to apologize. Um, I would dare say that I probably apologize too much. I apologize when I didn't even do shit, you know, but... Um, but apologizing can be a really good tactic for winning arguments too, because a lot of times if you apologize, it will trigger the other person to apologize who may have not done anything at all. So now the argument is over and you got an apology. You can leave. (laughs) I don't apologize. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I mean, I apologize when I know that like it's blatant obvious that I obviously had a hand in the argument escalating and there were some things that I was wrong. But one thing I'm never going to take back is my opinion. I'm never going to take back what I said because I meant what I said in that very exact moment. Whether it came out wrong or right. So no, I don't apologize for things that I said. Now, I may apologize for my tone. <laughs> I may apologize for the words that I have selected because sometimes I'm not... I don't um, choose the best words to describe my feelings at the time. 
shit. Let me tell you what I'm not apologizing for. My position. <laughs> my argument. I said what, what I, I said. said. It's my favorite gif of all time and moment of reality TV after uh, Miss New York. But, um, yeah, I just don't. I have some account- accountability. My accountability might be 30% of the argument. <laughs> well, the, the the older you get, I think, the and the more aware you are of the things that trigger you, the better you can protect yourself in arguments from going there. Because there are some things that you can do to me in an argument right now that will put me in fight mode that don't have anything to do with me or you. And so I have to stay conscious of those triggers that I have. So if somebody does do it, that I don't take out that emotional backlash on them. When really, even though I might be in an argument with them, they don't deserve that 10. They probably deserve me at a 5. Mm-hmm. But now I'm about to push it to 10 because now they didn't did some shit that then <laughs> stirred up my feelings from some old shit. You know? So once you get that down, because the, the, the best way to win argument is to be able to keep a clear head. The person who loses that yeah, cool is I always the so person that, that lost the argument. Yeah. Matter of fact, I lost the argument recently myself. And really, uh, in the moment when I was acting a fool, I felt like I won because I had never acted a fool like that before. So I, in that moment, I felt like I won. But really, I lost <laughs> because I overreacted, which I'm good for a good overreaction because I feel overreacting is like being overdressed. It's, you know, it's normally in your favor, but this time it was not in my favor. <laughs> and I overreacted and, but I wanted to, I knew, I knew I was overreacting. I wanted to overreact to prove a point. Like. You know, sometimes people don't respect you unless you go dumb on them. Like, oh, let me show you who you fucking with. Kind of one of them type of scenarios. So, but as soon as I did it, I was like, I think I went too far. (laughs) So I kind of felt bad. And so, but I had to keep my emotion level up. So I had to like, mm, stay mad so I can keep going when really it was over after like the first five minutes that I went you on just 10. Kept it going. But I just kept it going right because I was trying to prove a point. But because I had to force it, that's how I know I lost. Yep. I was just about to say. That's how I know I lost. Yeah. But I now I wouldn't go back and tell him that that I lost because still he was the one that was wrong and still he was the one that was apologizing first. So I just apologize for how I said what I said, but I didn't mean what I said. This makes me think about the people who don't agree with arguing, who thinks like you both have a loss. If you you have to argue at all, like you both have a loss. As a competitive person, fuck that shit. I think if you don't... So win and lose in every situation. If you don't argue with your partner about stuff, I feel like that's because y'all don't talk. Yeah. About anything. And that's because that's cause you're not voicing your opinion. We don't, this is not TV. We don't fucking agree on everything. This is, even Lucy uh, and, Rick, and Ricky was arguing about shit, okay? That's because they love each other. 
Bicker. Forever Bay not bicker. <laughs> there have been some witnesses to the we bicker. <laughs> we bicker. We bicker about everything. You know, though, I don't know if y'all ever seen a YouTube video of this old man and his wife. They were been together forever. The son is recording and they talking shit to each other. That's gonna be Jeremy and I. <laughs> we gonna be 65, 70 cussing each other out, talking bad shit. We bicker. We bigger by everything. Well, fine, you gonna do it. You do what the fuck you wanna do. Oh, you could do. Oh, you you big and bad. <laughs> well, go do it by your goddamn self. But be walking hand in hand. So, and I I think also people. Um, this also brings another point, and then we can kind of wrap it up here. Don't think that something's wrong with your relationship if you argue all the time. I think if you get physical at some point then yes, you have a major problem. There's levels to argument. Now, I'm not saying I agree with domestic uh, violence. But some people do deserve to get hit, but anyone. (laughs) I said it. But what I'm saying is that it is healthy to occasionally have disagreements because, like you said, you're talking you're having an opinion on something. You guys are obviously sharing two different viewpoints. You get a better sense of understanding of your partner and what they can and what they can't tolerate, what they do and they don't like in your tone or verbiage or whatever words that you choose or what you may even find out their trigger points. That is very realistic. You may find out their trigger points. Hopefully it's not physical. You get knocked upside your head, but I'm saying you better that, watch who the fuck you're I'm talking just saying to. That is good. You get a sense. I always said this, that I didn't want to date someone and I didn't know how angry they got or what was their trigger points. Like, yeah. I couldn't be with you if I didn't know how how far your buttons could be pushed. Yeah. Like, if I didn't know that, we could not be together. Like, I have to know. So, it's kind of strange to me. Like, when people get together and they're like, oh, we've never had an argument. Like, we're all gravy. We're all good. That scares the shit out of me because I'd be like, well, then you don't know, girl, because... The day that you say one thing, pineapple, pineapple can get you two black eyes. You need to know that. You need to know. You need to know so you can know whether you got to be with this man for the rest of your life, he or she for the rest of their life. I just think it's important to know how angry someone gets or how far their buttons can be pushed so you can know whether you want to be with that person or not. You don't need to be finding out when when you say pineapple for the first time. Yeah, after y'all been to going together for like five years, so that's kind of like one of my things. Like, I need to know exactly the type of energy. So I think it's healthy that if you do have disagreements, um, and there's different ways of arguing. Like you said, remaining calm. We're just too aggressive, opinionated as females, so our arguments take a totally different approach. And no, we're not saying that's the correct approach. We're learning from our own mistakes here. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we're talking I, about it. I, I, I try to stay calm. I would say in the past 24 months, I have only flew off the handle one time, and that was the other day. So I'm feeling pretty proud of myself because anybody who knows me will tell you I'm liable to fly off the handle in any motherfucking moment. So with age, I have gotten a lot stronger uh, control of my emotions, and not control of my, I think people, sometimes people take being in control of your emotions out of context you think you're controlling your emotions but you're not, you're suppressing them, there's a difference 
Mm. When I'm saying yeah. I'm in control of my emotions, that means I acknowledge what I'm, I'm aware of what I'm feeling. I acknowledge it and I know what it means and I know what I want to do with it. And then I make a choice about what I'm then going to do. That is being in control of your emotions. Burying your emotions down down in your stomach and down in your throat and not saying what you really feel and then staying up at night and constantly thinking about shit over and over again is not being in control of your emotions. So keep that in mind. Just go ahead and get the shit off your chest and say what the fuck you gotta say so you can move the hell on. Well, there's that. Um, so, yeah, hit us up on Truths and Lies podcast at Gmail. If you want to ask us a question um, about this topic or have anything valuable to share from a different perspective, we're open to that as well. Because like we said, you know, we just finessing this shit out of life too. You know, we finessing the shit out of everything. I know I am. Especially while white wealth is dying. Um... <laughs> I need to get a shirt. I don't get back a shirt. White wealth, white wealth is dying. Ooh, the times are hard. So, do you have any Jay's jewels to share? Um, yeah, I have a Jay's jewel uh, for this week. I guess since we're on this subject, um, uh, I guess uh, the first thing that I would say is, don't be defensive. Whenever someone gives you feedback, this could be at work or in your personal life. Um, This could be something as simple as someone trying to help you get your wing on your wing eyeliner on point. Or something as simple as somebody telling you, you know, that your drive skills ain't that good. Or maybe, you know, you're a little musty today and you need to tighten up. Either way, take criticism or feedback head on. Don't get defensive. And I think sometimes when you tell people don't get defensive, they don't know um, that they're being defensive. Let me go on ahead and give you host the game real quick. If you have to defend yourself against what somebody just said, you're being defensive. If you feel comfortable about the choices that you made and the things that you've done, you do not have to explain shit to nobody. Simply stating what you did is not being defensive. But when you try to give reasons and excuses for why you did what you did, that's being defensive. Especially if you start doing it before the other person even gets the opportunity to finish what they're saying. You're being defensive. You're showing your insecurities. Your goddamn slip is showing. Pull your goddamn slip up, okay? You don't need to be showing everybody your insecurities. Insecurities is meant to be secrets, okay? Keep it to your goddamn self. Work on them in the inside, okay? Don't make them everybody else's goddamn problems. Stop getting so motherfucking defensive, okay? Just because I'm trying to help you don't mean you got to try to jump down my throat and tell me what you already thought and what you had already known. No, I did not come here for that. I was just trying to help you, bitch, because your bra strap was showing, okay? Bitch, you got a panty line. You ain't got to tell me your dress was in the cleaners and this and all that. No, (laughs) I don't need to know all of that, okay? Stop getting so damn defensive, okay? Just say thank you and carry the fuck on. You don't have to take everything to heart. And that's all I got. Ooh, you bitches are so defensive. So defensive. <laughs> Trying to help you with your stuff showing. Sensitive ass bitches. Oh, can we give it up for one second? I really don't like. Okay. <laughs> 
because it has been an emotional roller coaster in the last 60 days in my life. And one thing that Jay knows about me, I don't like emotions. I don't really know how to deal with them. I'm not a very... I Okay, people that know me will say I'm not... That I'm not, I, I am an emotional person. I will cry at a drop of a hat. But that's because I either love you and I'm willing to show that. But for the most part, I am not a super emotional person. Like, I don't like to be touched. I'm not really fluffy. I come off aggressive. And I really don't know how to fluff things sometimes. So people think I'm a bitch. But I really just don't know how to sugarcoat anything. So I just give it to you how I can. I hope that you accept it out of love and we can move forward. But I really don't like emotion. Emo, dealing with emotions makes me uncomfortable. Other people, other people's emotions, other or people's, yours? other people's emotions, and oftentimes mine as well. Like mine as well, mine, <laughs> mine as well makes me uncomfortable because it's just like, oh, this is too much. Like I just think emotions is just too much. It's too intense for me, and I just can't handle that. Like I said, I'm already an overthinker, mm-hmm. so I don't try to get in on emotions because. I feel like my face is starting to break out. I can't sleep. I'm going to be thinking about words that were exchanged. Was I too aggressive? Did you receive it well? Are your feelings hurt? Do I need to call you? And then it just becomes a big ordeal when it really shouldn't have been that at all. So that's kind of my thing. Yeah, I I understand that. I'm just saying that because in case y'all just feel like being emotional with me in the next six months, I can't handle it. Don't bring that shit over here and take that to somebody else. (laughs) I'm tapped out for the 2017, okay? I am done with 2017. (laughs) Well, 2017 has been very emotional. And it's so funny because people were so ready to say goodbye to 2016. But when I tell you, I think 2017 was even fucking worse. And at the end of 2016, we was all like, 2017 gonna be the shit. Like, la, la, la. No, fuck 2017. 2017, I mean, a lot of good shit has happened to me in 2017. But overall speaking, 2017 really has not been that impressive. Just like generally yeah. speaking. Not necessarily for me specifically, but just in general. So I support you in your fuck 20, fuck. Fuck 2017 and don't fuck with me for the rest of 2017. Have you seen that meme on Instagram where the girls say, my pastor got till December 21st, 2017 explained to me why 2017 wasn't my year. <laughs> That's why, I mean, I'm not going to say it wasn't my year because I'm we're very blessed and we're very fortunate for the many things that have taken place. Some people have had a, a rougher year than I. I'm yeah. just saying with the emotions. Stay away. Like, <laughs> I cannot handle it. I cannot. Well, it's just been making me feel uncomfortable. Well, you know what? You know, you sometimes you got pushed through that discomfort, but you have to do it on your own terms when you're ready. And I think people should understand also that like life is life is challenging. You're just trying to it live is. life one day at a time. So through the good, the bad, the ups, the downs, you can only life is like an elephant. <laughs> gotta kill that you gotta eat that thing one bite at a time okay yeah that's true you gotta pick and choose the shit that you're gonna deal with today i do that all the time it's a lot of shit that i have to cut out because i just like my that's the thing that they tell me all the time at my trainer they're like be selfish some shit gotta go team you some shit gotta go sorry i like that team you some shit gotta go I think I'm team you right now. Some, speaking of some TV. shit gotta go, we gotta go soon. Yeah. So, what's okay. next? Brit's Boozy Corner. I have Frozen. So, recently, 
experimented with a rosé recipe, a uh, frosé recipe, I'm sorry, y'all, and I know fall is here, so y'all, you probably like, bitch, all the rosé about to be gone off the shelf. Rosé is the summer drink. However, if you're in Houston, if you're in Atlanta, and you're in Vegas, California, you on fire right now, too, so this could go for you, too. <laughs> You might want to drink all the rosé you can because it might be a minute before we get Because all of them grapes are burning the fuck up. <laughs> Wine country. Ah, it's on fire. It's on fire. Either way, so you might be on some rosé for a minute. But we, I experimented with the rosé. So if you're still in the warmer weather season and you're still down for a little rosé, something light, you're not quite ready to go into your Tempranillos and your Pinot Noirs. Mm. So if you're not ready to quite go there for the fall weather, here's a good rosé recipe. Get you a cup of rosé. I would say not super cheap. You don't want a headache. But something maybe like in the $7, $8 range is a good decent bottle of rosé. Um, but get you a dry rosé, not a sparkling rosé. So a cup of rosé a half a cup of each of these fruits. And I will say, y'all, I have me a little bullshit-ass blender because I don't really blend a lot of stuff. But if you miss all these ingredients, <laughs> y'all need to get y'all like a ninja. So, some that hold about 16 cups. Wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> well, we was in the store. We was in the store getting the ingredients for this drink, right? And then I, lit, I said, well, what type of blender you got? She got mad. I did. I said, bitch, I got a blender. She said, I got a good blender. And then this lady on the following one, Al, got it out with mix. And she was like, mm-hmm. Because some people be having them shitty blenders, bitch. <laughs> my, my blender is new. It's ne- it, I, it has dust on it, okay? I don't use it. It did work, though. Yes, I'm not going to have worked. it. That drink was lit. So this might be one of y'all, one of those smoothie makers, <laughs> the ninja, whatever, the, that hold about 20 cups of liquid. This is the recipe. <laughs> this is the recipe for you, okay? A cup of rosé, a half a cup of pineapple, strawberry, and watermelon. So that will, that's about a cup and a half of fruits <laughs> that you're going to need. I say use frozen fruit because it helps with not using a lot of ice and it makes the uh, drink a lot smoother, but then this is a lot of alcohol, so that shit is melted anyway, so you're going to have to use a lot of ice. Um, so, and then a half a cup of elderflower. I'll get into my elderflower recommendation that's not St. Germain in a minute. And then a half a cup of vodka. Again, I will use some decent liquor ingredients on all these things, unless you like, some, unless you like throwing up at night and waking up with headaches. They use your taco vodka. <laughs> no, and your don't use and your that. ready rabbit elderflower. <laughs> However, <laughs> don't use that shit, please. Um, which is gonna? Ju- I'll go ahead and jump into my product recommendation. I have. Um, I didn't even write the name, but it's called. Go get it. Go get it. You go get it. You go get it. You go to your product recommendation. Okay. While she's doing that, while she gets her elderflower liqueur, I'm gonna talk about my product recommendation. So. I know I'm late, but it's better to arrive late than to never come at all. So I'm here, and my product recommendation is the Hoda um, Rose Gold Texture Eyeshadow Palette. Now, this eyeshadow palette is so motherfucking flossy. I am in love with this eyeshadow palette. I bought that from Sephora, and then I bought another. Um, I bought the Anastasia 
uh, eyeshadow palette to the green one. Can't remember what it's called right now, but um, I am absolutely in love with the rose gold um, eyeshadow palette. It's a little pricey. It's $68, but honestly... If you are either a palette collector, I would say it's the absolute fucking must-have. Um, if you are not big into eyeshadow, but you want some standard colors that are going to have you on trend, that are going to be good, um, really long-lasting, um, something you can keep for a long time, this is a good investment palette. All the colors are really pigmented. The fallout is minimal. There's... Um, a lot of um, matte colors that are really pretty for the fall um, that can go both ways for, for formal and casual looks. I just adore this palette. And this is my first eyeshadow palette that I ever bought from them. So I was really impressed with it. I've been using it every day and I absolutely love it. Um, I love it so much that I'm going to buy their new palette that they have. I think it's called... Um, desert sands or something like that mm -hmm. but i gotta get my coins in order so i can get it because like i said it's fucking 68 dollars um but it's well fucking worth it if you are like me and you want your lids to sparkle and shine so yeah go buy that eyeshadow palette if you already have it um send me something on instagram or email us and tell us how much you like it or if you hate it or whatever and um, if you're not a beauty insider at Sephora, um, give them my phone number so I can get your points. Okay, thanks. Okay, so the elder flower is called <laughs> Saint Elder. I don't know why I didn't remember uh, that. Why couldn't you remember that? <laughs> Saint Elder, and it's a natural elder flower liqueur. So um, it's made with all natural ingredients. It, this is the, it's a cheaper price point than Saint Germain because... You know, if you're elderflower drinking like us, we always splash it in champagne and stuff. So our bottles go pretty fast. But I just also don't want to spend $27 for St. Germain. But this is priced at about $20 at Spec. So it's at a decent price point And it's really good. Um, and it it's rated with 93 points from some tasting thing. I don't know if that shit is real or whatever little thing they got rated from. But it's actually a great elderflower. Um, liqueur if you're looking for something and you're not really quite like I know it's six or seven dollars but you know now that alcohol is taxed and everything nobody wants to spend almost thirty dollars on a St. Germain bottle when I can just spend 23 maybe on a decent nice bottle of premium elderflower that's not St. Germain so it's called St. Elder and we put that with the Frosé recipe did you notice, what differences did you notice? Because I only noticed two. With this one? Yeah. This this elder look, uh, flower liqueur is a little sweeter than the St. Germain for sure. I think the St. Germain, for, I would say, has more of a stronger floral balance. Like, this one doesn't really have it. Mm -hmm. This one's a bit sweet on the sweet side of things, but... I mean, should it get the job done? Yeah, I didn't take. I hadn't drank it straight yet. I only drank it mm -hmm. in the froze. But um, I could tell that it was like a little bit thicker, and the color is slightly different too. Yeah. I, that I thought that was interesting. I don't know why that is, but yeah, it is. Uh, Saint Germain is a little more golden for sure. Like, yeah, is that what you're thinking? Yeah. Okay. So I thought that was interesting, but. But it tastes good, so I'm not And my frosé recipe does not have any artificial sugars except for what's in the wine. 
I'm glad you brought that shit. So up. we use pineapple as a natural sweetener. The fresh pineapple. All those were fresh fruits, by the way. I'm glad you brought that up because <laughs> oh, I Lord. am <laughs> so motherfucking tired of people trying to tell me what I can and cannot get at the goddamn bar. I am a pescatarian. I have dietary goals and restrictions, and I don't want no motherfucking simple syrup. And if I ask you what's in the goddamn drink, you need to tell me what's in the goddamn drink. And if I tell you don't put it in the damn drink, don't put it in the goddamn drink. And don't catch an attitude about it either. No, please don't catch an attitude because that's how you will get your tip taken from $5 to $1. Just like that. So we have any bartenders, We as though we respect your craft and we do respect your craft, if someone asks for something and it doesn't have an ingredient and you take a personal offense to it, you need to get yourself together and get the fuck over it. It's not that serious. I, we're living in a world with all these specialty craft cocktails, and I get that shit, and that's great, but sometimes a bitch just wants vodka and soda. Thank you. A bitch like me. And I don't need to hear why I gotta order the vodka spritzer double barrel twice over and flipped with the lemon wedge. That's $10 on your man. I don't give a fuck if that is a better quality drink and you took the time to make it and you recommend that. I didn't ask you what you recommended. If I wanted that drink or if I wanted I to know, I would have ordered it or I would have asked you. I give don't me what I asked. want it. And everybody's palate is different. So if I don't fucking want it, goddamn it, I don't want it. I'm, watch, I'm counting my motherfucking calories, bitch, and I don't want no goddamn simple syrup. I ain't even supposed to be drinking this vodka as it is. So, bitch, can you just let me make it? <laughs> Motherfucker gonna tell me I need to order the drink the way it is. <laughs> yeah, so you see what we've been dealing with here. It's been aggressive, y'all. This And we are approaching a year doing the podcast. We started what? January 2017, and y'all, we are already in October. And y'all just steady listening and supporting. And so we have to say thank you to y'all. Spread the news. We're going to up our promotion and advertising. We're finally in the same city. And so we're getting our lives adjusted. So next year we'll focus on expanding the brand and really pumping up, you know, getting people, you know, truths and lies all the fucking time. Yeah. Because y'all motherfuckers need y'all life check. Okay. 2017. Y'all need to get y'all life in order. If y'all want more of us, we're going to give y'all more of us, okay? This is the time to start saying 2018 is going to be my year, okay? I'm reclaiming my time. In 2018. In 2018. Reclaiming my time. All right. That's us. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Email us. Please. Um, Facebook. No, y'all not really on Facebook. Instagram. That's for the auntie. Truths and lies podcast on instagram or our individual accounts b taylor underscore pr um honestly underscore j for true oh for true i forgot that part <laughs> she don't even know her own stuff i don't i never ig myself that's it <laughs> bye